It is Tuesday, May 3rd in the NBA, and we got two games on the slate, and I got my favorite bets coming your guys' way. We got game two of the Celtics versus the Bucks series, then we got game two of the Warriors versus the Grizzlies. Yo, what's going on, everyone? This is Austin from Colin Shot. We are back on the road again. Now, I know people got were commenting that we're the COS World Tour, and if you're curious where we are, today we're in Mount Airy, North Carolina, home of the Andy Griffith Show. There's a ton of Andy Griffith stuff for a lot of people out there that might have watched the show as younger kids. Now, either way, let's recap yesterday real quick. It was one in one day. James Harden does go under 25 and a half points. I think he ends with about 16. Dorian Finney-Smith, DFS as I have him on the screen, does end up going over. We took his under 12 and a half points. I think he ended with 15. I think he scored four points in the final like four minutes to go over and get that over. But either we're going to bounce back. We got another two plays coming your guys' way. If you are new to the channel, go down below and do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button if you are new. We're closing in on 33,000 subscribers. And when we hit that, we're doing a parlay giveaway. We're trying to hit third. We're trying to hit hundred K subscribers by the end of the year, and we can't do it without you guys' love and support. So thank you guys, everyone out there for the COS support. Also, click that like button. Drop your best bet for these two games down below in the comments. Apologies, we got a little bit of different editing for these next couple days. Wednesday we'll be in a new location, so drop your uh, your comments down below where you think we will be. Uh, but we're gonna still keep getting into it. Shout out to all our COS All Stars out there for supporting the channel. We can't do it without you guys' love and support. Thank you guys all so much. No comments on the mic. I know people are commenting about it in the description, but. Or in the comments, our newest COS All-Star is Kevin. If you want to support us and become a COS All-Star, click the join button on the channel or the link in the description. We certainly would appreciate it. It costs $2.99 a month. And our last note, just mentioning that prize picks partnership, 100% deposit match using code COS. Basically get a hundred free dollars if you deposit a hundred. It's a great place to do your player prop parlays. I'll be having some prize picks parlays starting up probably on Thursday once I'm back at home and have some more time to uh, dive into every single matchup, every single slate. But either way, we only have two games on today. Like I said, subscribe to the channel if you are new. But let's hop into it. Let's hop into my first play of the day, and we're going to the Bucks Celtics game. Going with the man I wish I had his shirt on. You know I have his shirt. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm taking his over 49 and a half PRAs minus 115 on DraftKings now. If you wanted to break it down by individual leg, which ones do I like the most? I like his points line at 29 and a half. And I like his assist line at six and a half. Now we obviously think about game one. I told everyone, I was like, yo, I don't really love Giannis in game one. He's going to get odds boosted like crazy. And lo and behold, he did him and Jason Tatum odds boosted for 30 plus points on FanDuel. No chance. Neither of them hit it. Now, I don't think they'll get a ton of odds boost in game two, although he might because that's just the nature of it. They always boost the stars. But I think Giannis shows up because we think about game one, 24 points, 13 rebounds and 12 assists. So actually, he got really close to hitting this over. He missed on look. I wish I had my hookah hook a prop but still he got very good with the 12 assists i don't expect him to duplicate that but we know Giannis, the guy that's capable of i don't know like 17 rebounds 20 rebounds in a game and we look at that game one he shot nine for 25 from the field terrible shooting efficiency well below 30 percent or 40 percent that's uncommon for Giannis. and i got to give all credit in the world to the celtics defense they played awesome and that's what i think they're going to continue to do i don't see them changing their offense too much they're like yo this guy just went nine for 25 we don't need to switch our offense. Al Horford did great. Robert Williams did great. Daniel Tice played like three minutes, but they did a great job defending Giannis. I don't see them changing it, but you think about Giannis, he's a great player. You keep giving him 25 field goal attempts. You keep giving him the same defense. He's going to exploit it, and he's going to find ways to beat it, and I think that's what he does today. I don't see him passing as much, getting those 12-plus assists, although I do like his over six-and-a-half assists. I believe that's his line. So I think Giannis could go have off go off and have a big day, well over 30 points today, which is what we're going to kind of need. I'm not banking on him getting 20, less than 25 points and still trying to hit this over of 49-and-a-half PRAs, although it is possible. Giannis, like I said, is a guy that gives a lot of energy. We'll talk about that in a second. Now, in addition to those points where he shot nine for 25, terrible from the field. Look, you give me 25 field goal attempts. 
I'll live with the results with Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. Now, Giannis, 22 rebound chances, turning that into 13 rebounds. We look at Brooke Lopez, had 10 rebounds of his own. Look, Brooke Lopez is not getting 10 rebounds again. I don't know who needs to hear that. It's not going to happen. It's Brooke Lopez. He's afraid to grab rebounds. He basically just lucked into 10 of them. So I don't see Lopez getting 10. I see more of them going towards Giannis. And look, he had 13 rebounds. I think he can easily duplicate that again in game two. Obviously, this is a guy that's going to have to give a lot of effort on both sides of the court. Now, Giannis also had 17 assist chances, most on the team. Like I said, he turned those into 12 assists. And while I don't expect him to necessarily have 17 assist chances again in game two, I do expect him to have, I don't know, close to 12, 15 assist chances, probably getting us, I don't know, anywhere from five to eight assists. That's where I kind of project them to get. I'm perfectly fine with that. His line is six and a half. So they're not juiced him up to eight and a half. We're asking him for nine or 10 assists to make a value on the PRA. We're asking for six, seven assists, and that will be just good enough for that assist leg in the PRA line. Now, we also think about Giannis in game one. Struggle with foul trouble. In the third quarter, he had to leave with like three or four minutes left. That's when we saw Drew Holiday kind of pick it up. And I expect the Celtics defense to just try to take away Drew Holiday. They don't want Drew Holiday scoring 25 points a game. Like I said, Giannis. Cat that's going to give a ton of effort on both sides of the court. He has 16 career games with tw- with 20 plus field goal attempts against the Celtics. Gone over an eight of them, under an eight of them. Very rarely has gone under in back to back games. Like this is Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's the Greek freak. I know it's the playoffs. Things are harder to score, but 25 field goal attempts, which is well above the 20 plus I just gave you that stat for. I think he's more than capable of getting it done. And as always, like we always say. Tonight, we are getting Greek freaky. So we're taking Giannis Antetokounmpo over 49 and a half PRAs. Like I said, if you want his individual breakdown, I like points, then assists, and then rebounds in that order. Although I think he goes over, hopefully, in all three of them. So they can give us an easy cash in game one. Let's talk about a couple other leans in this game. Like I said, Drew Holiday under 19 and a half points. Look, I don't see him doing it again. Like I said, Drew Holiday is either 25 points or 15 and he hit us with the 25 points. Guarantee you, he probably goes under tonight. It's just the nature of the game. It's the nature of the beast. It's just a hot pendulum swing going back and forth, back and forth. I think he goes under. Grayson Allen over in points. Everyone's been riding the Grayson Allen train into the ground. Hit 11 points in game one. Did hit a, a lot of key open shots. I feel like you might be jumping onto this train a little bit late. That's why I haven't been giving out Grayson Allen props, just the lean, but I like him to get a couple more open shots again today and probably knock him down. Played pretty good defense in game one. And then Al Horford over 10 and a half points. I don't know who said his over in the game one in the in the comment section, but I appreciate whoever said it. Look, he attempted nine three-point attempts, and while he, I doubt he attempts nine again, should be able to knock him down. I think we made four threes, so consider his over in threes as well. Probably the line's one and a half, but it's Al Horford. He's going to shoot a lot. He's going to be relied on for defense against Giannis, and so I don't mind that at all. Now, let's move to the second game. We have the Grizzlies versus Warriors. Warriors up 1-0. They won, what, 117 to 116. Very weird game. Basically, everyone in the starting lineup for the Warriors went under. Uh, Jordan Poole carried them with almost a 30, like, one-point triple-double. I think eight rebounds, nine assists. Draymond Green gets ejected. On the other side of the court, we had John Morant and uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. going off. But one guy that went under, Dylan Brooks, and we're taking his under 23 and a half PRAs today, minus 120 on DraftKings. Now, we think about Dylan Brooks. This is a guy that is uh, he's quite suspect, and we think about him in game one. He had eight points, two rebounds, and three assists, 13 PRAs, and five personal fouls. He only played 30 minutes overall in that game, and there's a reason. He struggled with fouling. That's a common thing for him because he's going to be asked to guard Stephen Curry. And look, Stephen Curry's a great guy trying some fouls. We've seen Dylan Brooks struggle with fouls in a very a lot of the matchups against Steph. And we look at his six career matchups against Stephen Curry. Here's his PRA line, his PRA numbers, 13, 16, 26, 27, and 13 PRAs. He played 24-plus minutes in all six of them, so I'm not just giving you games that he played like three minutes and counting them towards our stats. He played a lot of minutes in a lot of these games, and 
He's going to play a good amount of minutes today, probably 25 to 35 minutes if he can stay out of foul trouble. The one game he hit is over, 26 PRAs. He had six assists in that game. I don't see that happening again. This is not a guy that passes a ton. Now, if we look at the Warriors, one of the best teams at limiting uh, PRAs to opposing shooting guards and small forwards. Now, we look at it. Warriors allowed the fourth fewest points per game and second fewest rebounds per game to shooting guards this season. Look, that's basically Dylan Brooks's position. If you want to say, no, Desmond Bain's the shooting guard, fine, move him to small forward, and that's where they allowed the third fewest points per game and the fewest assists per game to small forwards this season. Look, I don't see him getting a ton of PRAs, having a, don't see him getting a lot of rebounds and assists, having to go out and guard Stephen Curry. So already that's kind of in the groove. I don't see them putting him on Jordan Poole. They're going to keep that Stephen Curry a matchup probably there because that's who he's always been used to guarding. And we think about the Warriors, like we talked about, they weren't double-teaming Morant much in game one like the Timberwolves double teamed him a ton in game in the first round that's going to leave the less open shots for Brooks we did see in that Minnesota series in round one he did still go under this line and over this line in three of the games splitting it very down the down the middle but I still don't see him getting it done asking him to get 23 and a half PRAs probably asking for a lot more points than it is rebounds and assists so if you need an individual line I'd lean his under and just points alone but I'll be taking the under in PRAs because I don't see, see him getting a ton of rebounds and assists today I think his RA line is probably like four and a half or five and a half so there's a reason behind that so those are my two plays of the day let's talk about a couple other leans and then we'll talk about my leans for each of these games overall talk about Desmond Bain Lane is under 18 and a half points for every single reason I just said for Dylan Brooks. The plus Desmond Bain, we saw him struggle in game one. What do you have, like 10 points? Like, I think he's going to struggle again. I think he shot three for 10 from the field. He is a good player. He'll bounce back, but... The moral of the story, he's not going to get a lot of open shots. And like I said, I just gave you all those stats for Warriors giving up, what, the fourth fewest points per game and third fewest points per game to shooting guards and small forwards. It's going to be tough for Desmond Bain. I think John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. are going to have to carry the show. They're going to need some other guys to step up off the bench like the Anthony Melton or someone along those lines. Jordan Poole over in points. Just talked about it. He had 31 points in game one. Awfully suspicious. He doesn't have a line right now. Now, it could be because Clay Thompson is currently questionable, but maybe they don't want to toss out a Clay Thompson or a Jordan Poole line, then get Clay Thompson's inactive and then have it just absolutely just blow up in their faces. But I don't see Clay Thompson missing. He, Clay Thompson has a line for all we're talking about. So Jordan Poole, don't mind him, is over. I don't necessarily think he scores 30 plus points again, but. Coming off the bench, should be able to get it done. Play 38 minutes. He's going to play his minutes regardless. And now we talk about the these two games. Don't really love the spreads all too much. I think the Celtics are four-and-a-half-point favorites. The Warriors are two-point favorites. I lean the unders in both games, though. We think about the under in the Milwaukee Bucks-Boston Celtics game. That hit easily. We didn't have to worry about it. I think it was like 100-91 to 91 or something. Didn't get even close. So I think they go two great defensive teams. I don't see a lot of scoring happening again. Like the under in the Memphis Grizzlies versus Warriors game, 227 and a half. Now, the reason behind it, sure, they went over in game one, 117 to 116. I don't really know where all the points came from. Really, it was just John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. I think both teams make a little bit of adjustments on the defensive side. We also think about the Warriors side. They didn't have Draymond Green for... I don't remember exactly when he got ejected, but he only played like 15 to 17 minutes. So he should play well over 30 when he's active. Obviously, he's a big difference maker for their defense. So those are just lanes. My two official plays rolling up at the bottom of the screen. Appreciate you guys, as always, for tuning in. See you guys again tomorrow in a new location. So drop your comments where you think we'll be tomorrow. And if you see me in public, definitely feel free to say hi. I appreciate you guys, as always. It's been Austin. I'll catch you guys in the next one.